This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program is offering bonus content to Fable and Folly Plus supporters, including character creation and how-to-play episodes, plus cast and crew outtakes, all still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. Omniverse. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program contains content that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. Visit CthulhuMystery.com and head to Patreon.com slash Omniverse Media to join our community of fans and unlock further secrets. Do you hear that? In the cruel blackness of night, an unknowable evil from beyond time cries out. What dark deeds unfold on the streets of Arkham, and which unwitting souls, innocent or impure, will succumb to the maddening call, the call of Cthulhu. Miracle Reducing Soap brings you part five of the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Tonight's strange story, The Sordid Shadow Within. Are you tired of that unsightly gut? Bust too busty? Wrinkles putting a halt in your halcyon days? Well, fret no more in front of the mirror, friends. West Laboratories has discovered a modern miracle that lets you wash away your worries. Introducing Miracle Reducing Soap. Scrub fat and years of age down the drain. Like magic, you can say au revoir to that double chin, protruding abdomen, ungangly ankles, unbecoming wrists, any superfluous fat on the body. The results are quick and amazing. No dieting or gymnastics required, and nothing internal to take. In just three balls' time, you'll be trimmer and slimmer. Miracle Reducing Soap never fails to reduce flesh when directions are followed. Try it yourself and see. Send $2 by money order to West Laboratories, St. Albert Building, New York, New York, and you'll receive a box of two cakes and a book of testimonials. Don't delay. Start your new life today. With Miracle Reducing Soap, you'll feel positively reanimated. The deceased typist Hannah Pickering is not what she seems. In her housemate's investigation of the poor girl's murder, Cyril and Dolores find themselves in the slums, where Hannah goes by the name Miriam and has a tawdry reputation. They hope to discover more as they venture up to her attic apartment. Meanwhile, after examining the scene of the crime, ex-federal agent Sam Spade is convinced the young woman died from a bear attack, even though the experienced tracker Hank Jr., 
can find no proof of animal or man having caused her untimely demise. The two return by cab to the boarding house, ready to make their next move. Sam and Hank Jr. How far away is uh, Harding's house? You don't know where Harding lives. Okay, then, uh, Harding. No, I use the phone to call the station first and find out where he's at. You call up. You ask. Detective Harding. Uh, he's. Uh, I believe he's in his office right now. Oh, can you transfer me to his office phone number? Yeah, yeah, yeah certainly, certainly. You get a few rings and then uh, weary voice in the line. This is Harding. What's up? Can you swing by the house? I've got some information for you. Oh, oh, uh, uh Fade, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, the boarding house? Yes. Okay, I'll be there. Now? Can you be there in five minutes? Yeah, sure enough. Okay. His car pulls up. He gets out. He says, uh, hey, what do you guys want to see me about? We uh, wanted to talk about the case. Found out some interesting things and thought you might be able to shed some light on it. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's sit down. We'll sit down in the living room. Come on, come on. There's a on. coffee table and a couch and a chair. That sounds good. I'd like to see how, how Ma's doing anyways. Oh, Ma, 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 Ma's not here, is she? Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I don't, I don't believe so. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go check. And when I, when I do, I'm gonna, Hank's gonna, uh, dip into the kitchen, see if she's around. Is, she, is she there? Yeah, she is. Okay. I'm Hustle gonna her away? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try and, uh, okay. take Good. her, take her out back to say, Ask her, ask her some questions. <laughs> I'm gonna distract her as much as I can. I'm gonna take her out back. Okay. So, yeah. So she's not getting she's not getting the uh, grandfather treatment. Okay. No. <laughs> no. 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 And you just fucking beat her up. <laughs> so Agent Spade, you uh, you come in with uh, with the detective. He sits down. He says, "Uh, so what'd you find out? You're not on the case." Listen. Yeah, I know. That's the whole point. Listen, they, they weren't going to let me touch it. I, I, I need somebody on the outside, because if I, I do it, I'm in trouble. But Why do you, you care? It's not your case. Did you see what happened? Have you been looking at it? Where, where did you call from, anyways? What have you been up to? Have you been following it up, man? This is disgusting. I stand up. I pull out my notepad. I start uh -huh. pull out my pipe. I go ahead and like pipe, and I start kind of pacing around the room while I'm like looking through my notes until I can get like, kind of right, right... The coffee table were like right between he, he and I. Mm-hmm. I've got a notebook full of information here, but before I give it to you, there's two things I want to know. Sure, sure. Why do you care, and how much of that care is going to line my pockets? <laughs> Whoa. What, are you going gonna to tell the chief on me? That all depends on how you answer question number two, but <laughs> first I want you to answer question number one. The chief is, he's just thinking crazy. I know this town, I can fix this. Sweeney doesn't know shit. He's he's an out of towner. He's only been here for a little while. Is he lying to me? You roll your psychology to find out. Wow, I bombed that one. I, I I assume he's lying his ass off. He knows something about this. This is important to him. This is important to you. This is not. This is really important to you. You wouldn't hire me without even looking at my credentials, looking into me. I've been doing this shit for years. Listen, I got tossed out on my ass to fucking sit on my hands while Sweeney, some douchebag, takes control of this. Makes me look bad. What else do you know about this case? What do you know about that girl? 
I don't know shit. Is, are you the father? <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> no. Are you are you the baby's father? I haven't even seen this lady before. The first thing I ever saw of her was when I snuck in, saw her at the morgue. I wasn't even supposed to be there because I'm not even on this case. If Nichols found out, he'd have my friggin' head. I don't know how I'm gonna get more money out of him. Or, uh, more information. <laughs> Freudian slip. Listen, tell you what. Okay. I got it. I got it. Okay. I'm gonna persuade him. I'm gonna persuade him to be open and honest with me. Fully persuade. I am going to do this violently. No, I am going to imply copious amounts of violence. Are you, you playing bad cop? I'm playing with freaking asshole cop. Yeah, I rolled an eight. Okay, so basically, <laughs> you you play the. There's a reason I got fired from the bureau cop, and yeah. uh, uh, make some dark and terrible threats. And pretty quickly, he's like, "Whoa, man, listen, listen, I don't want to end up dead. That Sweeney guy's a fucking asshole, and this should be my fucking case. And I wanted to beat him to the punch. That's why I hired you. I heard you were in town. I mean, you were a friggin' fed." Yeah, this guy's, you know, Sweeney's some city prick, but you're a fucking fed. You should be able to beat his ass as far as this case is concerned. I'll throw another ten bucks in for it, man. I don't want your fucking money, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted your money. Okay, well then what the hell do you want, man? Listen. I just wanted to know what you knew. You Obviously, you don't know shit. So That's tell me point. about Sweeney. You so want a drink? Yes, very much. I would like one. Yeah, I take some nice from the junkyard. I thought you were going to say like, I pour him oh, a drink and hand it to him. And I get everything he knows about Sweeney before I have to go talk to Sweeney. I thought like when you were like, I never wanted the money. He's gonna, what did you want? I just wanted you. Like the whole time. I was like, please say that. And you kiss him hard. You grab him from across the table. And lay your tongue in his fucking mouth. And his mouth hole. Base alive is called mingle. I say if, if you guys you guys were been shout you were shouting at him I guess a little bit. Yeah. At that I'm gonna I'm make sure uh, Ma's gonna be okay. Yeah, she's she's sitting on the back porch. Yeah. Uh, she is currently go. crocheting. Yeah, yeah, and then I'm gonna get back inside and just I'll I'll be leaning in the doorway okay. into the living room yeah, just to just to be the muscle presence. Okay. While, you, yeah. While you uh you do your thing. It looks it looks like Harden's pretty well. He's uh, he's a he's a at this point. I'm, know, not, I'm not interrupting. Look, I'm looks just pretty I'm just... pliant. Like he's like, listen, man, Sweeney's just some fucking prick from Boston. That, that's where that's where he grew up. That's where he worked as a cop. He only came here because of his sick mother, and now he now he's here shitting up my business. He doesn't give a shit about this case. He doesn't give a shit about anybody. This is just a, another fucking case to him. This is somebody in my town getting fucking killed, and he's he doesn't care. All right. Well. It's a bear attack. Uh, we, we checked out the- I give him everything. Everything I got. You, you, you should talk to the coroner, and then you should go straight to your captain, and tell him everything I just told you, so you guys can close the book on this case. Do you guys get any evidence, man? Anything? Like, you know, somebody- uh, find a witness that said the bear attacked her, or any- There is no witness. There's no witness to a crime, therefore there is no crime. There's no victim, there's no weapon. Man, I can't go back with that. Pretty sure there's a victim somewhere. No, there's <laughs> a dead body. A dead body is not a victim to a crime. Then what is it? It's just a dead body. A guy has a heart attack. He's not a victim to a crime. So you're saying, so you're saying she just died and got eaten by a, a bear? Or, yeah, or she passed out and was eaten by a bear. She was pregnant. Okay, all the uh, evidence of her walking down the uh, road looks like she was intoxicated or sick. 
She laid down at the tree. I'm guessing you checked her room already. You find anything to show she was pregnant or anything? Nothing at all. Well, listen, man. Keep looking. I'm telling you. I need I need something concrete. What do you need concrete for? See, this is why I don't trust you. <laughs> because it's it's clearly a case that you just should just close. It, listen, that can't be a bear, man. Did you see those fucking wounds? That's crazy. Somebody somebody killed this chick. You see a lot of bear attacks? A lot of pregnant women eaten by a bear around here? No, it doesn't happen often. No, people don't get eaten by bears, usually. Listen, what is happening? You know, listen, I'm gonna let it slip that I think it's a bear, but if I don't have shit to come to him, I'm just gonna look like a jerk. Or you could go tell him it's a murder, and then you could not have a murder weapon. You could not have a case, and then you could be chasing your tail, uh, just like wait, this wait. other guy whoa, whoa. is. Just you like mean Sweeney will be chasing his tail. Exactly, but if you go out I get there it. and you no, close no, no, the no. case... I see where you're going, I see where you're going. It was definitely a murder, definitely a murder, and Sweeney should make sure to do everything he can to find it. Right, and you are going to present the evidence of the bear. All the evidence I just gave you, you can walk up to that evidence site and say, look at this, look at this, look at this. If it was a murder, why wasn't the body ditched? If it was a murder by a human being, and not a bear, then why would a dog who comes up to the area where the, the corpse is suddenly cower behind its master if all it smells is two humans? Okay, maybe you got a point there. I'll, I'll do that I'll, to your captain. You're, you're going to shine. I'll check with that farmer, see what I can find out. I appreciate it. Listen, but if you hear anything else, let me know. But without anything concrete, it's going to be a bitch. But whatever. As long as I can make Sweeney look like an ass, I don't care. You're going to make him look like such a, such a moron. You're gonna do great. Okay, so we don't have to worry about Sweeney anymore. He sighs and takes a deep swig of, of the moonshine, not realizing quite what it is, and... You should wait till tomorrow to tell him so that's not on your breath. Puckers <laughs> up his face and kind of sputters and hands it back to you. <clears throat> well, okay. I'll, uh, I'll be seeing you folks later. Gentlemen, goodbye. He heads out. That was fun, but ultimately pointless. <laughs> Uh, the Hank. only, the only, the only thing I'm talking to Hank. Yeah. The only thing we really got out of that is um, now these two are going to be button heads. So we don't have to worry about this investigator knocking on our door. I can make a phone call. Who are you I want to call the actual person that's involved with this case. Okay, uh, so you you put in a call. Yeah, you put a call into Detective Sweeney. Yep. He's actually at a, at his desk at this point in the evening, um, look, looking over a lot of different things. He, I have some information about the murder. Do you? Yes, I do. But I'm not finished kind of looking through it, and I need to ask a favor. I'd like to, you know, basically let you know everything that uh, we've discovered and how I became involved in the case. Certainly, certainly. I, I can definitely help you out with that. Uh, I mean, if you want to come down tonight, you can. Uh, otherwise, you know, I'm not going to be here too much longer. Uh, if you want to come in first thing tomorrow, that'd be better for me. Okay, well, you know, the cold, the case is getting colder by the hour, so we can we can discuss this in the morning if that suits your needs better. Certainly, sir. So you guys make your way up to uh, up to the attic. Up to uh, the fifth floor. When you get there, the, the door into the attic is locked. I burst it down with my 14 strength. If you want to kick it open, well, you can. A lot of can pent I up, try? Pent-up aggression. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, this uh, is why I don't get excited or why I don't pursue things that are... I mean, it's going to make a terrible racket, and that would be breaking and entering. 
What if we try to pickpock it? Uh, uh, why everyone look at the black guy all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't see a picklock skill on here. Locksmith. Locksmith. Lock mm, I have yeah. 1%. Uh, yeah, I got I got uh, 1% also. So uh, if you want to, you know, jimmy that door. I mean, I, I got to... I don't know much about, uh, say, locks in the 1920s. I wouldn't want to dull my blade on my knife, but maybe I could, you know, stick it in the... the... Maybe I read a rousing book about locksmithery. Uh, or how, how I, doors are made. I, I don't know how one jimmies <laughs> a lock, but perhaps I could jimmy such a lock as this. Well, if yeah, if you want to try to pry it open with your knife, yeah, you can take a shot at that. Ah, fuck it. I'll kick the damn door. Okay. <laughs> you kick away at that door, uh, and then, uh, what's your strength? Twelve. Twelve? Okay. Yeah, and then uh, pretty quickly, Dolores gets fed up and pushes you aside and says, Honey, honey, let me take care of this. And she kicks that door open mightily. <laughs> Dolores, you are full of mysteries. <laughs> Gotta keep them guessing. Sure do. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening, he just Adjusted. gave me the eyeballs, the bedroom eyes. She must have some nice gam to kick that door open. Now then, uh, with this place... Still that sleep deprivation. Uh, I mean, <laughs> high tension, muscle fire. Looking, looking around in here, there's there's a bed up against one of the walls. Looks like she probably uses it as a couch, too. Tiny kitchen in the corner. The entire place is damp, dark, and really claustrophobic the the roof comes in at an angle and it's it's not a pleasant place to be she's not um, very good at keeping house at either of the there's ones there's that a, she a, has. a single win- window with distorted glass shining shining a small amount of light into the place and the roof is sagging and bulging all over the place Ugh. uh spot hidden yeah go ahead 44 and my spot hidden is 38 okay what do you got Dolores 45 out of 25 okay so you're you're looking around, Dolores, not finding too much, but uh, uh, Cyril, however, is quite a bit more successful. For one of the things, uh, l- looking around uh, in among some of the stained bedsheets and dirty clothes scattered on the floor, you see a you. a sepia tone photograph uh, of two women. Uh, one, the older, is wrinkled and white-haired. It looks like the the photo's been thrown across the room or something like that because the frame is all buckled and the glass has been shattered out of it. The younger woman in the photo is definitely Hannah. Who you guys know, you know, as your uh, quote unquote uh, housemate. Yeah, your housemate. Outside of that, the older woman definitely just bears a distinct resemblance to her. Uh, make a medicine or a psychoanalysis roll if you guys have any. I uh, rolled a 44 again for medicine, which I have six. I rolled a seven out of my five percent. That's that's pretty close, uh, and it's really not all that hard to see. But the older woman definitely looks disturbed. You don't you don't have a real good read on it, but Dolores, that old lady, that old bat, she has seen better days. Even in this picture. Outside of that, though, I mean, this the the woman that you see, the uh, uh, the woman that's Hannah, your housemate. She definitely looks uh, younger, happier, also a little more ragged. Like like in as much as she looks like she's on a farm or something. I'm gonna take the picture out of the frame. Okay. Check the back. See if there's anything written on it. Nothing written on it. As as you're looking at the picture, kind of looking around. Uh, you, you notice, uh, kind of off, off to the side, not too far from where you saw that, you find uh, a battered journal as well, half hidden under some of the other filthy bedsheets. Looking it over, you pick it up, flip it open, and this, this is not, this doesn't look like Hannah's handwriting at all. This is all uh, clumsily scrawled and looks like a mess. Uh, what do you make of this, Dolores? Looks like somebody else wrote this, another person's journal. I'll take a look at it. I'm going to pocket the, uh, the photo uh, in case I need to show it to anybody. Excerpts from Miriam Hatfield's diary. 
Miriam was a bad girl. If I was a good girl, it would never would have happened. God have mercy growing in my belly and whispering to me in dreams that I've been bad, debaser, debasement, roll like a dog in an offat to cover my own stench. It hurt me. I did the bad thing, Mama. Always told me boys wanted to do it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Dear God, it hurt me. God, there's an inch between my legs I can't stop. A fire I can't put out. But Hannah doesn't know what I do with our body when she's asleep. Feel and never forget the pain when I'm with another man. Can't drive it out. Can't forget the memory even with another man after man. It wasn't a man. Wasn't human. I ran. Had to get away from Dunwich. Had to not be me to forget. Had to be Hannah. But Hannah doesn't know about Miriam. And when Hannah is pregnant, she has to let Miriam take over because she can't know or she'll fall into the darkness. And remember, Hannah's not real and isn't afraid of the dark, but she has no pain. God, oh God, oh God, it was part of me this evil and I cannot burn it out or cut it off. Cut it off me when I was born, but it came back because I knew it knew it was part of me. And Hannah is part of me, but I'm not part of Hannah. And when I'm Hannah, I'm not me. I'm someone else inside me. God, growing and rotting inside, inside Dunwich. I was reading over her shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. A little Hannah's, uh... Yeah, it's a sanity roll time after reading that. (laughs) Crazy mess. 89 out of 76. You lose a point. 76 out of 52. You lose a point. It's a little unsettling. But not terribly so. The town, or the place she mentions, is is a town that you guys are both familiar with. It's a small farming community west of Arkham. A real backwater place. Dunwich is just uh, rural farmers that have lived there for generations. Looks like, uh, I don't know, maybe she should have checked herself into an institution. This, uh, I, I, I have no idea what to make of this. Maybe we better look into going to Dunwich. Sounds like a good idea. Can we give one good sleep sweep over the rest of the place to see if we spot anything else? Okay, yeah. I mean, you guys, you guys look around through the place. By and large, it is a a, a pretty nasty mess, and it, this place is almost looks like it's kind of a reverse of Hannah's uh, place, where Hannah, like you know, looked like she maybe ate some food there occasionally, did a couple things, dressed, put on clothes and stuff. This place just looks like it was a place for sleeping and soiling bedsheets. I have a psychology of fifty-five. And I don't know that schizophrenia was in any way defined at this time period. Go, go um, ahead and take the roll. A roll of 23. Okay, it, to you it sounds like some kind of, yeah, n- not, not so much like a schizophrenia thing, but more of a split personality, like a fugue, like like something terrible happened and that's her way of repressing it is she becomes this other person that doesn't have these problems. And uh, so whatever, whatever it was, it was pretty bad to, to split her up and Basically, that other that other personality just dominates her during large periods of time, probably. From, from everything you've seen, that's what it looks like. That's the only handwriting that's in that journal, is the one mm-hmm. that looks yeah, like it's to Yeah, just messy. Does it mention anybody else? No, you guys look through it, you guys see a lot, there's a lot of stuff. That hand, or that diary, rather, it definitely gets worse over time. Whereas the other one was just kind of really bland, blah, 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 you know, daily stuff. This one starts out, it's, there's some information about about leaving. Dunwich, from there, it starts drifting into that, and then from after what you read, it gets even less coherent. So we're, we're walking downstairs, uh, we've got the photo, we've got the, uh, the diary. Praise Jesus! 
Jesus Christ! They, they came up the stairs? So, uh, you boys, uh, I didn't know you came, boys, ladies, whatever, I didn't know you came with such fine gentlemen. What can I do to help you serve the Lord better? What can you tell us about, uh, Miss Miriam Hepps Hetfield? A sinner and a degenerate. Amen. Why, well, yes, we, uh, it's, it's, Coming uh, and going, all hours of the night. Literally. She seemed like she was a troubled young lady. Troubled with sin, my friend. She troubled with anything else? Oh, uh, no, mostly sin. <laughs> sin. Yeah, to improve with sin, sin. Huh? Yeah, sin, sin and the base desires that come from sin. Even coming all hours of the night, strange men, terrible things. Strange men. Any really, really strange men lately. And by terrible, how terrible do you mean? Dirty mix. Dirty mix. You know, like that, like them, the like that family, like, Irish. <laughs> like that, like that family mix. up on the fourth floor. So the guy that we talked to. Probably not him, uh, but you know, his kind. Irish. Catholics. Uh oh. Damn papists, a lot of them, given their loyalty to that false idolater. Yes, that one that predates yours. Okay, let's go. Yeah, heavens to Betsy. Uh, with that, yeah, that, thank you for the information. Um, we'll, we'll be. Uh, thank you, my son. Listen. Even thinking about it makes me sick to my stomach. I know in nighttime service we can go and have ourselves cleaned. Uh, I had my pipes cleaned just the other day, Doctor. So, I, I, but, sir, um, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but just official business. Gotta, gotta, gotta ski daddle. But thank you. We might be back to ask you some, uh, some official questions. Yeah. Come on, let's, uh, let's get down the stairs real let's quick. Let's get to scooting. Father, thank you for coming. It has been so good. I, I never get this chance to speak with a proper believer like oh, you. Oh, likewise, likewise. But uh, see, I've come with these fine folks, and I must, unfortunately, leave with them now. Oh, you can stay. You can, you can have a good time with your new friend. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I insist. See, me and all my bottles must come with you. Let's run out the door. Are you in the car? I'm trying to start it up. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you can beat that guy running anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I told y'all that girl's filled with evil. Y'all don't believe me. As you guys leave, yeah, he, he waves at the door. Farewell, my friends. Remember, hate the sin and the sinner. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, by, by now, you guys are loading up in the car. Like, you guys just spent just all day there. driving around town and everything. It's getting late by now. Pretty much, like, it's getting dark out now. Yeah, we're not going to drive all the way to Denver right now. Let's go back to the boarding house. Tell Sam what we found. Maybe get some answers.
nice to have some thrills and spills after all those chills. That was the Dingo Doodah Band with I've Found a New Baby. Here on the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program, all our uncanny adventures are funded by listeners just like yourself. If our auditory entertainment tickles your ears and your fancy, why not head to patreon.com slash omniversemedia and let us know you've been delighted by joining our ranks. You'll get access to Patreon-only channels on our Discord, behind-the-scenes updates on our latest projects, and exclusive podcasts like Cthulhu Cthomentary, where you'll hear fascinating insights into this very episode, such as... Cyril mentioned that he wasn't sure about what he was supposed to glean from the journal and how there was clearly a disassociative identity disorder thing happening there, but he said, like, you know, I don't know, did people know about schizophrenia in the 1920s? So I looked it up, because I didn't know. And the term started coming into use in the 1890s, and by the 1930s, lobotomies were being experimented with as a treatment. So, obviously, disassociative identity disorder is previously known as multiple personality disorder. Starting in about 1927, which is a year before this episode takes place, Mm -hmm. there was a large increase in the number of reported cases of schizophrenia, which was matched by an equally large decrease in the number of multiple personality reports. It was argued in the 1980s that dissociative identity disorder patients were often misdiagnosed as suffering from schizophrenia during that time. Wow. So I guess Cyril would have definitely said schizophrenia. Learn more about the history behind Mystery Program, again, at patreon.com slash omniversemedia. Now... Next up, I've got just the thing to put a bow on this sordid story. Here's a haunting little tune by a troupe of young a cappella performers who call themselves Geekapella. This is, uh, I believe, an old spiritual from the Miskatonic Valley. It's called Cry Little Sister. Thanks for listening to the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. 
Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And be sure to subscribe to our series via your favorite podcast player to get all the latest episodes. Episode 5, The Sordid Shadow Within, was written and performed by Luke Stram, Cat Blackard, Doug Banks, Kay, Brandon Gerson, and Rule Knudsen, and is based on the Call of Cthulhu module Behold the Mother from Dead Reckonings, published by Chaosium Incorporated. The series is edited and produced by Colin Peterson and Cat Blackard, and the original score is composed and performed by Ryan McQuinn and Mike McQuinn of Neon Dolphin. Home for all your custom music needs and more, neondolphinmusic.com. For full episode credits, transcripts, as well as character sheets and other supplemental material, visit CthulhuMystery.com. This program is made possible by the support of listeners like you. Join us at Patreon.com slash OmniverseMedia. All characters appearing are fictitious, and any resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This series is recorded and produced in Central Florida and Nashville, Tennessee, on lands ruthlessly taken from their indigenous people, the Tamuqua and Seminole, and Yuchi, Shawnee, and Cherokee, respectively. To learn more about the First Nations of the lands where you live, visit native-land.ca. This has been the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program. Good night. Omniverse. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.